Another great question from at Coach Kiki. It's at Coach K-I-K-I. This time it's on the use of psychedelics to treat PTSD and other psychological challenges. She wants to know if, if the use of psychedelics for such treatments can be problematic since they break through one's psychological defenses quickly instead of being months or years of therapy. It happens within the 8 to 10 or 12 hour session. And that people have these defenses for particular reasons because they protect them from the inflow of sensory or other data, information. And that uh, if you remove these defense barriers, you can actually leave people re-traumatized or otherwise newly traumatized. Great question. And, and I will start by answering it this way. Uh, just some background. My graduate degree is in transpersonal counseling psychology. Uh, besides all the other schools of psychology we had to learn for licensure, including object relations and self-psychology and uh, family dynamics and family systems, uh, also studied the transpersonal schools of psychology, which is both the spiritual systems, which have practices which induce different states of consciousness uh, to expand the mind, open the heart, free the body. Um, one of the schools of thought we also studied as part of that was the shamanic use of psychedelic plants and medicines. Not just the psychedelic plants and medicines used by shamans uh, historically, but also the present day use um, in psychotherapy, in clinical settings, um, you know, MDMA for PTSD as an example, something newly being researched again, thank goodness. Uh, LSD, psilocybin, ayahuasca, ketamine, all being research these days for various disorders such as <coughs> uh, depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, addiction, etc., etc. So these medicines have come back into fashion as a possible treatment for various psychological disorders. The research is very old and very new, so we will see what the, how the pendulum swings and what actually opens up for Americans and others more broadly in terms of using these medicines for psychological health, growth, and development. I would actually, actually say psycho-spiritual health, growth, and development. But in terms of her question, yeah, it's, it's really important to contextualize the use of psychedelic plants and medicines. Now, I know a lot of people will use those plants and, med and, and substances at like raves and and you know more recreationally it's not something i would encourage anyone to do i mean people should be free to do what they want to do within the limits of hurting other people but these plants and drugs and medicines are best used with a proper set and setting and this leads to answering her question because if you go into a session with a proper setting meaning you know a safe environment perhaps out in nature but safely out in nature or you're in a safe space inside, but it's in a, a safe space where you're not gonna have interruptions from the day, your cell phone's not gonna ring, you're not gonna get Facebook posts coming your way, you're not gonna get people interrupting you for the six to eight to 10 to 12 hours of the session. You, you go into the session with the right mindset. You know, you're there for personal growth and development, but open to whatever comes your way during the session. And just as important as you have a guide with you, someone who's professionally trained to be with you during both the ups and downs and the challenges and opportunities that a psychedelic session will 
offer an individual. Um, the, the guide is important. Mostly they're just there for safety to make sure you know your basic needs are taken care of. Um, but they also can be there too to talk with you at certain times during the session, to be a listener. If in fact you're at the point of being able to express what's happening internally to yourself. Um, if they're trained well, they can provide body work. What's interesting is the somatic aspects of the psychedelic session. Bodily symptoms can emerge and massage, if appropriately done, can release tension and stress in the body and open one up to new ways of being in the world. Um, but even before and after the session, this is what's key, is it's not that you go from nothing to dropping you know, a particular medicine. Uh, and then doing an 8 to 10 to 12 hour session. You actually have to be, um, you, ha you have to be not programmed, but you have to be heading in the right direction in therapy before you, you should do any of these medicines because they are very powerful. Meaning whoever your guide is, hopefully is also your therapist or your coach, well-trained. And they offer you a safe space going into the session, meaning that you have a good relationship with them prior to. You know, you've worked with them for weeks or even months, so they, they have an idea of who you are and you feel safe being with them. And my suggestion would be that, you know, you're working in a very integrated fashion, so you could be doing cognitive behavioral therapy where you're talking through your, your different issues and thinking and learning new ways of thinking about them but hopefully your, your guide or your therapist is also instructing you on various psycho-spiritual practices which open you up to receiving new ways of thinking and being in the world, whether it's meditation or yogic practices, guided imagery, you know, various practices which are important. Um, <clears throat> and using art, um, teaching you how to express yourself non-verbally. You can you do movement practices, you can do art as in drawing, painting, you know, whatever art moves you um, but you know the basic idea is that you're coming into the session pretty open and safe and secure with different means of expressing yourself so you come to the session safe more safe you do the session and the real work actually happens after the session I shouldn't say the real work because it's you know work during the session it could be very painful it could be very pleasurable it could be a combination of the two but the idea afterwards to integrate what you learned or it's just like, oh, oh wow, that was kind of cool, but my life goes on as it was before. The hard work is after the fact, where you're trying to integrate the experience into your life. What does it mean to you to think differently, to feel differently, to be in the world differently? And how can you concretize, if it's healthy, th these new ways of thinking, being, and feeling? And how do you create a community to support this new expression? Um, th those two things, the pre session and the post-session work can help reduce the chances of the dangers of having too much information flow into your psyche with your defenses dropped. Now, that doesn't mean that still can't be problematic, but if you have a good community to help you support you through the process, uh, you're able to integrate the learning quickly and beneficially and continue on. But I always in, in my reading on the subject, there's always been groups of people who have been contraindicated against such types of therapies. <clears throat> you know, the, the people with schizophrenia. And perhaps down the road, they might find certain uh, shamanic medicines are useful for people with schizophrenia. I just don't know much of the research on that. 
Um, but you know, there there are people who whose psyches are so disorganized already that disorganizing them more might not be the best idea. Um, and also, too, people who are coming in with trauma, if they haven't done some inner work previous to a possible session, I would encourage them not to do a session. Uh, it's really important that they, as I said, develop a relationship with their guide or their coach or their therapist, feel safe with them, have various psycho-spiritual and somatic practices which allow the energy of the body to move more freely, et cetera, et cetera. Um, meditative practices which allow them to disidentify or so strongly identify with sensory data, feeling states, mental states, pictures, imagery and stuff. Um, that, that ability to, to slightly disidentify from that stuff and just realize that they are objects in consciousness is a quite useful tool because during the psychedelic session, individuals can get so locked into their experience during the session that it could induce traumatic experiences. Now, most likely if they have a good guide and they have you know the proper music going on in the background and a good experience going on around them, that you know they might hold on for a short period of time, but they'll eventually let go, the experience will process through them, and they'll be better on the other side. But, you know, I, I would say buyer beware. It's really important that you just go in fully recognizing both the possibilities and the challenges that psychedelic psychotherapy might offer you. Still think it should be moving forward. It's a really important tool. It actually changes the whole psychiatric psychology paradigm because uh, you're not doing a 15-minute session. You're doing, you know, 8 to 10, 6 to 8 to 10, 12 hours of a session. Um, so it does change the paradigm of how psychologists and psychiatrists would work if these substances were more available uh, in the public as terms of uh, as medicines. But great question, Kiki. Keep them coming. Love them. Uh, curious on your take on my response. Feel free to tweet me at mostrolenk, M-O-S-T-R-O-L-E-N-K. And to find more of my mental musings, you can go to my blog at Michael dostrolink.com and my radio show which is a podcast and available at ostrolinkradio.com thanks